Turn with me to the book of Ruth and our text this morning is verses 18 to 23. Ruth chapter 2 verses 18 to 23. It's a long passage but we're going to glean like a Ruth, gleaning a few things from this portion of God's holy word. So I start by reading just the first few verses, but then the whole passage is going to be before us. In verse 18, we read, And she took it up. Took it up. Remember the whole that barley grain that was in litter. It was 36 liters. It was a lot of weight. <laughs> the Ruth would have been a strong woman. <laughs> and she took it up and went into the city. And her mother-in-law saw, she was there on the lookout, saw what she had gleaned. And she brought forth and gave to her that she had reserved after she was sufficed. And her mother-in-law said unto her, Where hast thou gleaned today? And where rottest thou, or worked thou? Blessed be he thee. Notice, blessed be he that did take knowledge of thee. And she showed her mother-in-law with whom she had wrought, and said, The man's name with whom I wrought today is Boaz. We're looking at this passage from verses 18 to 23 under the subject from his fullness we all have received. This is my subject. <laughs> from his fullness we all have received and the word his is the, is the capital H his and I have reference here is to the Lord <laughs> it's from the fullness of the Lord it's from the fullness of our Lord Jesus Christ who is pictured in the book of Ruth as our kinsman redeemer uh, our, he is our kinsman redeemer just as Boaz we learned this man's name was Boaz uh, kinsman redeemer uh, to Ruth and to Naomi's family notice and to Ruth there and we find that here was the man the Lord brought in contact with Ruth in his sovereign providence but ultimately it was the hand of the Lord <laughs> the Lord Jesus Christ was behind this all <laughs> And that's why it's a right subject to call from his fullness we all have received. Just by way of introduction, one or two things, then we will uh, have uh, this morning just two points. Uh, and two things I want to draw out. Uh, many things can be drawn, but remember, just remind ourselves that every Christian, every true Christian believer is like Ruth. Uh, Ruth, who had her fill in the field of Boaz. 
when she was sufficed she had her fill at the time of meal when boaz was serving there and was there and notice uh, having the fellowship meal and ruth came into the field of boaz empty handed empty she didn't bring anything she came empty handed ah but look she went back home full laden with all that uh, the, the which the lord had blessed her and this we need to remind ourselves brethren look at here is a beautiful picture i don't want to give you too much in my introduction away but we will come back to that but this is a beautiful uh, picture here is that uh, as true christian believers we find that in christ uh, and christ is the reality in him uh, all believers have notice received from his fullness we will be going back to john's gospel and i will be my for second point but notice that we have received from his fullness now there are two things i want to draw out this morning uh, the first thing is this it is from his fullness underline the phrase his fullness <laughs> because there was no fullness with naomi there was no fullness with the roof there was that poverty they came back into bethlehem poor miserable needed needy souls they were not full and notice and even naomi in her murmuring or that mother-in-law of ruth that noticed uh, she should have rejoiced whatever had happened in the past but still her heart not rejoicing thanking the lord and uh, this we find but now i want you to see the wonderful contrast ruth coming back into the city of bethlehem full look at verse 18 and she took it up and went into the city the city of course the city of bethlehem and her mother in law saw i find here that when ruth would have left here not that every little detail is given in god's holy word but when she left ruth and naomi must have been wondering she's talking too long we don't know what went into uh, uh, heart of naomi surely she would have pondered ruth is taking long old is gone <laughs> evening is approaching just as loving concern and then notice uh, the writer to the book of ruth puts there as she enters into the city that uh, uh, there you hear naomi saw i don't think naomi was so close naomi would have seen from a distance as she was on the this is how i get the picture here i get the sense on the lookout and that as she saw uh, naomi saw that she had gleaned and then of course and she brought forth <laughs> i'll come to that now here is the contrast remember look at in that uh, it's not long ago that when naomi entered into the city of bethlehem with ruth that people looked at says this this the naomi and they said don't call me naomi 
call me Mara, bitterness. <laughs> she had still bitterness in her heart. And as a Christian, still bitterness. And then her words were, I notice, went full. And then she's then blaming the Lord. The Lord has brought me empty. Now, the Lord has a beautiful way of to bring the smile on the face of Christian saint. Does this bring smile on your face? This morning, what contrast do you find? You've gone through the book of Ruth with me. What contrast do you find here between Naomi and Ruth? It's the same city into the Bethlehem and the Lord turns the scene around. It's the reversal. And now Ruth is entering into Bethlehem city, a stranger, a foreigner woman, and there would have been also other women. We would have seen Ruth laden with all that. <laughs> Notice the fool, that uh, wheat, barley wheat. And she would have been carrying that nice food <laughs> that she had taken, uh, that she had enough and she had with her. And as she comes, she gives her mother-in-law, this is for you. <laughs> and she must have been hungry. And notice, this is, and what a beautiful now uh, reversal of things. And the Lord does look, this is me. I am the Lord with whom is all fullness. No emptiness. <laughs> it's the Lord with whom is all fullness. His fullness. We are, my friends, so often forgetful that how much the Lord, he has blessed us with so many blessings, even the blessings of common grace. As you think in your Christian life, look at in, the, in general, in general, if everyone was to start thinking here. Even among us, anyone who is not yet saved, still walking after the sin, flesh and still, uh, think what the Lord has done for me. All you have to go out, just out of this building, the village of Watisham. Well, there are many people, number of people who have they've got big, big bonds. They're filled. And whatever they have, my friends, I have no hesitation to say, I wish that some of these farmers, the rich people, their eyes would be open, that they would begin to see nothing I have brought into this world. Like Job, naked I come and naked I go. <laughs> nothing we bring into this world and all the physical blessing, everything that God blesses us with, it's all from his fullness. The God of all grace. Uh, and when it comes to his blessings of his common grace. Uh, uh, even common grace. <laughs> uh, there you cannot count. Uh, every little creature. Even the minutest creatures. In the book of Proverbs. We look at that often. People just ignore a little spider. <laughs> How the Lord has given. And the spider he notice he weaves a web and sometimes you stand there and you say even the best of architect and engineer in the world cannot do uh, and the design that that can hang uh, in a tree and no matter how the strong wind is it stands with the shiny thin you know that oh it's amazing 
But I haven't got time to ponder upon. And it is his fullness. You can go on and on. <laughs> uh, but if this hits a reality, when a sinner comes under the conviction of sin, that is not in me. It's all. It's his fullness. They repent. They say, uh, they, and they come under the conviction of sin. And what Christ has done, it's in Christ. All that what we have. John chapter 1 verse 1. All what we have in creation. It's all through Jesus Christ the son of God. And then all that you have in new creation. It's all through Jesus Christ. The spiritual blessings in the heavenly. Ephesians chapter 1. My friend this is all the rest of eternity. Not enough for you to thank Father God. And to thank our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, as you hear these things, uh, in the first thing we are learning, it is from his fullness. And now the Lord was refreshing the fa uh, faith, faith of Naomi, faith that went through all the difficult times. Yes, she had real trials and yes, real sorrows and their life moves on. And then they had come to this point at the time of, uh, notice the barley harvest, springtime, flowers budding and all that. Now there were flowers everywhere and the fields, people uh, uh, going around, harvest time. Oh, that would be wonderful time to be there. And this is, and the Lord saying, look Naomi, now that it's written here, here is your fullness not just today barley <laughs> that goes on. Uh, it's not always there. Wheat and corn. Ah, but this woman is going to be the woman who will be end up in the family line of the Messiah. Then there's the Christ coming. The, the one who would one day claim, I am the bread of life. And, that, uh, and the fullness that uh, lost sinners will find is to be found nowhere else. Not even in barley. Not even in wheat. <laughs> Not in wheat and corn. <laughs> yes, God gives us. He blesses us. We thank him for all the blessings he gives us, my friends. We're not to be forgetful of his benefits. All that he gives us, my friends. It's all from his fullness. Sadly, this is not how an unbeliever thinks. And this is many a time... Even a Christian who is in the backslidden state, when they are backsliding, they could see murmuring comes out of their heart like Israelites of old. And this murmuring goes on. But we have to learn lesson from history. This is one of the things, the sadness is that, as others would say, one lesson we learn from history that we don't learn lessons from history. This is often our problem, isn't that? But we pray that this would not be the case with any one of the souls here under this roof. That this is what the Lord is teaching you and me and us, the church. Yes, with me is all fullness. Yes, with me was all fullness. Yes, when he put Adam and Eve in the garden of Eden, there was abundance Fullness. Ah, but Satan is a liar. He told lie. And he twists God's word. 
And sometimes the twisting begins in the mind of Christian. When he brings the arrow, he throws arrows right. There's a whispering. You say, What's, what am I thinking about? Rubbish. What's coming to my mind? Ah, but there is your enemy, the liar, the accuser of the brethren. You may not see him because his spirit, Satan, you can't see him. So let's not be uh, 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 unrealistic because one of the things Christians can forget as if Satan is not real. Satan is real. (laughs) He's a real enemy. But thank God the Lord Jesus Christ has destroyed (laughs) the power of Satan. Where? It's on the cross of Calvary. So beware. Be watchful. That as you think of. There are so many things. I'm not going to mention other examples. That the Lord has blessed us. Oh many a times. I remember. In East London. That there were people unbelievers. They'll wake up in the morning. And I used to go out. And I'll be looking at the sky. It's beautiful and say. Oh what a beautiful sky. The Lord has given. And there I'll be seeing miserable, some, you know, grumpy souls <laughs> on the streets. As they'll come out of, the, out of the street, they'll say, oh, uh, what's that? They're all looking down and angry, upset. I said, why are you angry? <laughs> and often I would say to them, look up. Have you looked up? What? I said, look at the beautiful blue skies. Up, up. Huh? What? Is there a blue sky? Yeah, look up. And this is not dramatizing here as acting, but it is amazing. It only helps you just sometimes always looking down, no? looking around, the problem, circumstances, and then all someone's to look up, look out of the window. Look at, ah, look at, we're not floating about in the air. There's gravity. The Lord has put man on the earth. We're not all floating with the oxygen. Man in the moon, no. Because the Lord has made this earth the stage show of his glory. Ah, it's all come through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is here life and oxygen to breathe gravity. What a waste of money. So many times you hear they're trying to still find life on Mars. Doesn't it, doesn't it feel you just switch off your television? Sometimes I've heard the news. Oh, they found some life on the moon. You know my attitude. I haven't got TV. I don't watch TV now. And I used to in older times. What I used to do. I'm not that I'm against television. No. One thing. I just say, I don't want to hear that rubbish lie. I just switch off. I said, they can't get it from the Bible. God put man here on earth. You see, so much our time is wasted. And these wicked men, they'll waste your time. <laughs> Switch off your radio, television, if you start hearing lies. <laughs> you said, I haven't got time. That time I could spend, meditate upon Christ, upon his word. And my time is not robbed. <laughs> well, oh, may the Lord be gracious. Oh, as I preach here. That the Holy Spirit would convict some of men, families here, not in the village of Watishim, around this. Nothing they have got that they have brought into this world. It's all from his fullness. So if any of your relatives, unbeliever, is kicking against the Lord, you have opportunity, try to bring in the gospel. Bring in some word. 
I'll, I'll encourage you. Even it means opposition. Even it means hatred for you. You rather have the hatred of the world. But please the Lord Jesus Christ. And then see some of your relatives in glory one day. Oh may the Lord be gracious. That was the first thing. <laughs> I must move on to the second thing. The first thing we have drawn and learned from here. It is. It was from his fullness. Notice that she uh, came full, already had her fill. Some may find rather strange that she brought for her mother-in-law leftover. <laughs> no, because uh, remember that uh, in verse 14 of chapter 2, towards the end, she did eat and was sufficed and left. I told you left mean she didn't leave the place. So she left. There was plenty on her plate. And she would have saved, put it in a bag. And then she was thinking of her mother-in-law. Her love for mother-in-law, not just the love of a mother-in-law and daughter-in-law, but this is here is Christian brethren dwelling together in unity, caring for one another, loving one another, and with a genuine care. And this is, my friends, so don't be put off if you find, well, what a, would you eat a leftover? From your daughter-in-law, or is she brought? You know, or it's nothing to do with the daughter or anybody else brings something. He said, "I had enough. Could you eat the leftover?" We must put ourselves in the picture because in the in the olden times, or in in the Israel and East, when they would eat food, let me remind you that they would be not that they would go through ceremonial ritual cleaning. They, she would have washed her hand nicely. And also our Lord Jesus, he wouldn't follow the ritual of the Pharisees. He would have washed when he ate, when they said their disciples don't wash their hands. Remember that. It's nothing to do that. What they were accusing them, that they were not going through some ceremonial ritual. How many times you have to wash your hands and to do at certain level as it's in other religions. And that makes you clean, purified. Of course they would wash hands. It's a common custom in the East. That when you eat, you whatever you are doing, you come to food, you go, someone is pouring water, you have a soap, you wash, so your hands are clean. So you can pick up the loaf of bread, break it, your hands are clean, and you divide and you give to your friends, and you happily, you don't say, oh, um, he's giving me from his hand. No, he's careful. And if there are, if they have to rub their hand and then like that here, they will again wash their hands. So there is, so it's that's carefulness, not a ritual. So therefore, and therefore we have to thank God that there is, she had plenty on her plate for a boy's put there. A lot of, and there she had so much and the food and she could have reserved my thinking of someone else. She would need that. Oh, wonderful, that loving care. So my friends, and then we move on now to that, the second thing we want to learn here. The second thing. There are two things this morning. The second thing, like Ruth, this is my second thing. Like Ruth, we all have received from Christ's fullness. Now turn with me to John's Gospel in your Bibles. And this is what we are going to look at. There are two passages in John's Gospel. 
I'm going to take you today for the second thing here. John chapter 1 verse 16 and then we will go to John chapter 6. That well-known miracle of the feeding. 5,000 men alone with five loaves. Notice five uh, loaves, barley loaves and two fishes. And here we look at in John chapter 1 verse 16. Please turn with me in your Bibles. I like you to be following, looking with me here. That in your Bibles. John chapter 1 verse 16. Here is the one who was our Savior full of grace and full of truth. John chapter 1 verse 14. The word became flesh and the word became flesh. Notice what made flesh. And dwelt among us. He died on the cross of Calvary. And John could say we beheld his glory. And then when you come to verse 16. It says and of his fullness. Have all we received. And grace for grace. And this is what I want you to note my dear friend. Like Ruth. We all have received. We all have received from Christ's fullness. And when I say we all, I mean we all true Christians, true Christian believers, those who are truly saved by the blood of the Lamb. Just as when it comes to the blessings of God's common grace, we all if there's not here anyone who is not saved yet, you also have received uh, from his fullness the physical blessing. All that you have, your breath, your breathing, your all the blessing, it's all from him. So the purpose of the Lord Jesus Christ is that you don't be content with just physical blessings. All I have, that's enough for me. This is the problem of a sinful man, an unbeliever man. This is the problem of the unconverted man. That they can have all the physical blessings and still not acknowledge the Lord and turn to the Lord because these blessings should point us to the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, that we want to know Him. Through whom all the common blessings are. Ah, but when John writes in here in John, John's gospel chapter 1 verse 16. Notice and of his fullness have all we. We are looking at now the true church. The Christian believers. Every true Christian believer. Whether in this place or in this country around the world. And through history they have received from, uh, notice, uh, his fullness. As we think of our spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. Let me mention a few things to us dear brethren. Before we go to John's uh, chapter 6. But let me remind you here. Here we read, look at in verse 16. It's an of his fullness. We all have received, yes. And grace for grace. So this phrase, grace for grace is read and translated in various ways. Let me start with just that uh, uh, grace, the word grace. And it is noticed and it is uh, from grace. It is from grace. First meaning, look at it, the grace. The grace word grace 
itself it means God's unmerited favor. Every time you think of the word grace, it reminds us that nothing we have merited. We have no merit of ourselves that when it comes to of our notice uh, uh, election in Christ, uh, it is God's grace. So I'm going to mention a few of your blessings, Christian. Your blessings, my blessings, that God's, it is all of God's grace in grace. Your election, election in Christ, it is, it is by grace, in grace, uh, we notice our justification, the justification by faith alone, it is of grace, uh, that our pardon, pardon that we have received, pardon of our sins, forgiven uh, all of grace, it's because of the Lord Jesus Christ. And our adoption. Yeah, people find hard. Those who want to adopt, sometimes they find it's a, such, a, uh, such a nightmare when someone wants to adopt a baby. Ah, but Christian's adoption, adopted by God. Adoption in Christ to become God's children and to be part of the royal family of God. There are people who crave just to shake hand with earthly kings and queens. But here the adoption, adoption, Christians' adoption, my friend, do we realize and ponder upon? It's all of grace. None of us deserved. And this is all of grace that to be adopted and to become part of God's royal family better than any earthly royal family of the world. <laughs> oh, what an encouragement to know. And then notice, Christian, all of the regenerating grace, grace that the Lord, ah, eternal life, life that never ends, even death, the physical death of a Christian believer cannot disrupt this life. It's eternal. Christian then, when they die, they go to be with the Lord in glory. Ah, this is all of grace, from grace. And now, well, there's a, and then the phrase when you see grace, for grace, can be also read grace upon grace. Now I'm going to take another meaning that here we can draw out from that grace upon grace in the sense because it's the, it's the fullness of when we think of Christ's fullness. It's the measure, the measure, the grace he gives you daily. And then there is no lack in his stores of treasures. And it's the boundless, notice the boundless. This is the, the immeasurable treasures. It's all from him we have received and Ephesians chapter 1. And read the rest of all the Bible. All oh, our spiritual blessings. They are far better. Far better. Cannot be compared with the physical blessings. Material blessings. They are only but for a time. Uh, uh, Christians... Ah, but eternal blessing, that is already Christian has. But notice then daily, the Lord then blesses us. He gives us grace sufficient. 
and we move in life from one phase to another with all our trouble and trials. It doesn't mean that Christians' troubles and trials disappear. No, but the Lord gives you step by step. He unfolds his sovereign providence. Ruth, as others would note, Ruth and Naomi at the end of chapter 2, Ruth chapter 2, she's still not married. (laughs) Naomi was still widow. Ruth was still widow. (laughs) And uh, Boaz didn't shower all the riches, his blessings upon Ruth straight away. It has to come step by step. As in our Christian life, we submit, we submit, and we realize the blessing step by step. One of our problems is so often as Christian, we are kicking against the law. <laughs> we kick. Me surrender in this situation? Ah, oh, in all circumstances, in all situations of life, Christians put head down and carry on like a sheep. Keep on walking, keep on following the good shepherd. uh, And wherever he leads the twists and the turns, you carry on, carry on. But you have to be obedient, submitting and surrendering. And the rest is following. Is the yet best yet to come? And notice for Ruth that she wasn't getting impatient. His mother-in-law has to teach her. You stay with the Boaz maidens. She had to stick. Not to kick <laughs> and just to go around doing her own will. Oh, I want to do what I like to look around in another man's field. Is there grass greaser, greener or no? You stick in the field. This is my friend, is a Christian believer's life. I can, I think, let me not. I am getting excited here. I must stick with my notes here, what I put down. So just to follow, let's follow the note. Now, come back to that. I said I needed to take you to John's Gospel, chapter 6. It's in the same Gospel. Turn with me to chapter 6. I'm just alluding. I don't have time to just read the passage. Just to give you a bit of brief context. It's the chapter, John chapter 6. You read in John chapter 6 that when our Savior, towards the end of the day, Evening was approaching. His heart was moved with compassion. He also felt the, their physical hunger. The Lord Jesus was a real man. He knew they were following me. They need bread. They need physical bread food to sustain them in this place. So he wanted his disciples to provide food. And they all started saying, we are lacking, we haven't got enough money, we haven't got enough money. This and The word lacking was coming quite a bit. That is what John shows you in the Gospel of John. They were saying, we're lacking, we haven't got enough. And they found a little a young lad who'd got the poor man's food. <laughs> and the Lord takes, the Lord Jesus takes the poor man. Be encouraged. Don't like how much you got in your wallet. <laughs> Think upon Christ. His treasures have no, and they're boundless. We must fix our eyes upon the Lord Jesus Christ. They kept saying we're lacking, and look at John chapter 6, and then, but the Lord wanted to feed them. Chapter 6, 
And in verse 4 onward, you read the chapter. Time would not spare me to go through that and notice. And it was the Passover time, a feast of the Jews. Verse 4 of John chapter 6. And that, notice, uh, was near that time. And he looked up, he moved with God, and he asked his disciples. And verse 7, Philip answered him, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them. A man's one year salary, not enough, that every one of them may take a little, still will take a little. Lord Jesus, what are you talking about? These are 5,000 men, women include something like 15, 14, some have thought maybe 14, 15,000 of people there. He was a huge crowd. They said they'll get little. They wouldn't have their fill. And at the end of this, you know the context. They all had their fill. They all had their fill. And they picked a basket full. The Lord Jesus wants to show you. With me is fullness. Ah, then the same Lord Jesus Christ. Many people ate, fed, happy. They wanted to make him a political king. He wasn't. He wouldn't have nothing to do with that. They're still looking the following day. Where is Jesus. He said, are you not looking at me because you want me? It's not me. You want the bread. Labor not for the bread that perishes. Because then this claim, I am the bread of the life. This is the first great I am claim in John's gospel. Seven well-known famous recorded claims. And this is the one, the first one. My friend, I want to finish here with this. I don't want to go further. It is just enough for you. To put on your plate to think meditate upon today there's fullness with Christ and like Ruth we all have received from his fullness notice and grace upon grace grace and none of can say here rather neither the preacher here nor you in the pew none of us those whose eyes are open if you look back in your Christian life, look back when you were converted. Yes, I was converted at the age of nine. And I look back as a testimony to the glory of God. And I said, yes, I have received a grace upon grace. In spite of all, through floods and flames, real floods and flames, we've been lifted up, picked up. We could have perished physically. Ah, but we received grace upon grace. And it is true of you, my friend, as you look back in your Christian life. You have received. Are you giving the glory to God and glory all to Christ? Are you magnifying the wonder of his grace in your Christian life? Or has life got too much hold of you? The physical problem. Or old Satan still causing time to cause havoc that you lose sight, you go out of focus, <laughs> that your spiritual eyesight gets out of focus. So sometimes the Lord brings it in focus. We like gold, sometimes getting rusty. It can be gold sitting hidden somewhere, pure gold. But the Lord has to sometimes take the gold under that purifying process of fire. I mentioned, please forgive me sharing this story. 
my uncle, my mother's brother had an old-fashioned gold, you know, in the back. He's a farmer, and they had just kept it buried somewhere, <laughs> a bag, I mean, a lot of gold. <laughs> so, and he was trying to bring bit by bit, not telling how much he had, but he said, he said, Elisha, the boy, then going back some years, he said, I need to go to goldsmith in the town. He said, come with me. He took me, and he had nuggets, heavy nuggets of my aunties, and it was in this gold. And he said, I said, why do you want to go? He said, I want to goldsmith just to get shine out. <laughs> so I was just a boy watching. And as he brought the gold pieces, and the goldsmith had this fire, hitting all the dross and all the dust started melting come and the same gold has no shine I, there was no attraction and as he did that actually the goldsmith I said wow <laughs> I couldn't stop reacting it was sparkling beautiful and sometimes the Lord does with us my friends sometimes all oh, the sinful influence when gets our way it something takes you to the trial, trouble, like the fire, could be even fire, fiery trial. Oh, so your dross be removed. And I come back to that verse we were singing in the hymn. As we were singing, I thought again, saying, uh, gospel hymn 382, in that uh, verse 5, when through fiery trial thy pathway shall lie, what is going to be sufficient? My grace. My grace all-sufficient shall be thy supply. There's a supply, no lack. The flame shall not hurt thee. I only design thy dross to consume and thy gold to refine. Amen.